This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. I used to give hand jobs for a living, so like meeting my son's dad on OK Cupid, having a two night stand. I never felt sorry for myself. You know how people, yeah. society puts such a thing about sex workers, like how sad. Man, I can't be a waitress. Anyway, I got fired from TGI Fridays. Inside every comedian is a dark person, man. Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast with your host, Dina Nina. Welcome to this episode of the I Love Funny Women podcast. I am your host, Dina Nina. What a week. That $1,400 check is on the way and it's St. Patty's Day week. What? What? If you haven't gotten your tickets to the I Love Funny Women virtual tour, then now's the time. Go on over to ilovefunnywomen.com to get yours today. We've curated a fun lineup of hilarious women. You'll get to see my interview with co-creator of The Daily Show, Liz Winstead, stand-up comedy from Kiana Scott, and a rotating cast including Ann Walker from Sorted Lives, Sarah Taylor from In Gale We Trust and Superstore, Vanessa Tortolano from Chad Vader, Shannon Bobo from the movie The Wedding Pact, Las Locas founder Janice V. Rodriguez from Las Tinas, Jesse Reasola, Aaron Locke, and our door girl, Greg. Once again, go grab your tickets at ilovefunnywomen.com. As we continue to celebrate Women's History Month, here is a clip from the incomparable Jean Carroll. When women complain about children, sometimes can be very testing, you know. But I'm telling you, like I heard one woman say, when her little boy was three months old, she could have eaten him up, but now she wishes she had. <laughs> hey, we would love to hear from you. So go on over to Instagram and post a video, tag at I Love Funny Women, and then the hashtag Hey Dina, and you might get on the podcast or even on the I Love Funny Women virtual tour show. How exciting. Now let's get to the news. The Biden administration's big win in Congress has us ready for those checks to hit our bank account. Yes, honey. The ambitious bill used up a lot of Democrats' political capital. But who cares about the Equality Act or voting rights when you have $1,400 in your bank, right? <laughs> it is really a great step forward. While Democrats were pushing through meaningful legislation, the Republicans introduced a bill that would make daylight savings time a year-round thing. Really? That's what you're concerned about? Well, everyone's still a tither about Oprah's interview with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And ooh, was it good. The royal family? Racist? Never. Piers Morgan left Good Morning Britain after saying some crazy-ass bullshit. <laughs> I mean, what's new? And of course, Prince William's, we're very much not a racist family, which is what my uncle said after saying the N-word four times while drinking sweet tea on the back porch of his trailer. Governor Cuomo is facing more calls for his resignation and an impending impeachment amidst allegations of sexual misconduct. He has more accusations than a frat house game of who dealt it. Am I right? Well, it's 100 seconds until midnight, according to the Doomsday Clock. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists created the Doomsday Clock in 1947 as a way to gauge existential threats to humanity, and until 2020, it had never dropped below two minutes. 
with a global pandemic, acceleration of nuclear programs by multiple countries, and the increasing threat to climate change, the world is closer to annihilation than ever before. Today, we are honored to have climate activist Greta Thunberg. Welcome, Greta. Thank you. The Biden administration has rejoined the Paris Accord. and Have created... you recycled today, Dina? I... Dina? Reduce, reuse, recycle. It's not funny, Dina. You have to recycle. I can see Diet Coke. You should not be drinking Coca-Cola and also recycle the cans. I do recycle. I do recycle. I reuse and recycle. Uh, The Biden administration has rejoined the Paris Accord and created a climate task force. How do you feel this administration is doing in regards to climate change? Well, Dina... When the Biden administration said that it was going to be laser focused on climate, I did not think they meant bombing Syria. So I'm not very happy. Well, what do you think they can do to begin impacting climate immediately? Well, you should recycle, Dina. Yes. And also they've called it an existential threat. They should act like it's an existential threat. I'm I'm just a teenager. But I want to become an adult and do adult stuff, like like go to Ikea. That, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. For decades, we've treated this planet like the royal family treats people of color. We need to respect Mother Earth. If we want to have a planet, then stop using your hairsprays and reduce, reuse and recycle. And yes, that is you too, Dina. Yes, I and I no longer use hairspray because I'm old enough to be able to use a good backcomb now. We are not going to have a planet if you don't backcomb. Dina, have you recycled today? Yeah, yeah I think I have. The planet uh, is in your hands. So it is right here in my hands. So what are your final thoughts for our listeners? My final thought, trust the science. There are many more than two genders, but there is only one Earth. We will not let you get away with this. Now, just let me be a teenager and let me play Animal Crossing. You go help those animals cross. Thank you, Greta. Thank you, Dina. Free Britney. I mean, free Gaia. Now let's go on over to our sextrologist, Renee Hyden. This week brings a sexy sextile. Venus enters Pisces to expand those sugar walls and Capricorn gets tangled with Pisces dressed as a delivery guy. I'm your resident sextrologist, Renee Hyden, and this is Sex with the Stars. The sun in Pisces sextiles with Pluto and Capricorn plunge into the sexy little sextile to bring light into all your cavernous holes. Pluto thrusts deeply with a push from the horns of the sexy sea goat, stimulating your vital energies and releasing the darkness that was to expand the walls of our perceived limitations, allowing you to burst into your new being. Venus taps that Pisces ass on the 18th, joining the sun with expansive love and celestial energies. You'll begin a healthy compulsion or perhaps an obsession with stimulating your purpose and your erogenous zones. Lower, lower, there. Wash your sheets because you're about to bump that sexual stagnation out of the bedroom. Bye. 
Capricorn and Pisces roll in the hay, bringing about some practical sexuality that you've been craving. Don't be surprised if you get an extra $50 on your nightstand. Okay, thanks. Take it as the highest compliment. The Piscean energy is the antidote to Capricorn's latent libido and can keep your juices flowing. So get your gush on. Harness the flow of these water energies with tender and sensual role-playing. I have a package for you. Mm, I love a brown uniform with patent thigh boots. On the 20th, the sun enters Aries, beginning the equinox, and guess what? It's a special time with no limitations and no retrogrades. The power of the equinox will have your bulbs sprouting and your orchids spreading. Your eggs will be ready for some migratory flocking, so flock all you want. Everything is new during this time, so clean out the cobwebs in your home and downstairs. Toss that salad and eat that taco, because it's going to be the best meal you've eaten all month. I'm Renee Hyden, and this is Sex with the Stars. Back to you, Dina. Thank you, Renee. Great, now I want tacos. Well, our guest this week and I had a lot to talk about, so I had to cut it into a bite size. And what a big bite it is. I got to speak to this wonderful comedian based in Los Angeles, Lynn Sun. She has an HBO special in her vision board. <laughs> She's an LA comedian, Lynn Sun. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Dina. I love you so much. I love you so much. Oh, we just God. met a few months ago yeah. and I feel like I've known you forever. I know. I did your um, extra AF show. Yeah. Yeah. Extra AF show. Yep. Oh, um, I just think you're so talented and so fun. And so I wanted to include you in our first round of podcasts, obviously. Oh, um, and I, I just think the world of you. So tell us how you got into comedy. Oh my God. How did I get into comedy? So I grew, I, I have such a high respect for comedy. Like when I was watching stand up, uh, when I had no idea how to do it at all, um, my favorite was Wanda Sykes. Yes. And and Chris Rock. God, I was just like, man, that's so hard. I'm like, I would rather be a doctor and go to school for like 20 years <laughs> than do stand up because it looks so hard. I'm like, how do they make a room full of people laugh like that, you know? Welcome to the um, show, Dr. Lynn Sun. I know. <laughs> no, I was like, that's how I was. I was like, my God. Okay. And then uh, 2016, I had my son. 2018, I was just randomly searching online and saw that there was a class I can take to do stand-up. And I was like, oh, you can learn how to do stand-up? Yeah. And then, um, so I took a class and then it was scary as hell, but I was like, well, I'm a mom. <laughs> So <laughs> what could possibly be harder than being a parent, you know? And I'm a, yeah. this is what I literally thought. I'm like, I'm going to take the class and I'm going to see if I like it. <laughs> and if I don't like it, then at least I tried. But then it turned out that um, I felt like home. Yeah. You know, I got a late start, but. That's so funny. And I love that you realize that it's hard, like from the beginning. Like I, I people think that you just get up and you say shit on stage. I know. And then even and there's even the comedy like I'm I teach stand up too so yeah. I, I there's definitely a skill behind it and I yes. 
I wish more comics would realize like acting, you're always working on your craft. You're always taking classes. You're always taking workshops. You're going to networking things, you know, um, with comedy, there's not that same emphasis on training and training can make you so much better and give you all the tools you need to really build around it. And so I love that you had that perspective. Like comedy is not going to be like getting up on stage and just saying shit. And everybody thinks that you're going to say something different every time. (laughs) And when I first started, I tried that. I tried to be every, you know, like I think everybody who, who hasn't gone through class um, that does stand up thinks I need to say something different every time I'm on stage. Well, look, it's going to be the same comics in the room. The audience is going to be different unless you're in like smaller towns, but yeah. And you loved it from the beginning. Oh my God. I loved it. It was scary. The first time, the first tight five. Do you remember doing your first five minutes of comedy? And you're like, I have to tell five minutes worth of jokes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, from the out of right out of the gate, I wanted to be just as the way Wanda Sykes did it. And it it wasn't like that, but I knew that it had to be that many punchlines with much laughter in the room, you know? Yeah. So for me, I put a lot of like, I just worked my ass. I did open mics like almost like three to five times a week, you know, just because I knew that I sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Like some people don't do as much because maybe they don't they don't suck like I did. I sucked so bad in the beginning. And then the first tight five, I was like, but when I went on stage, Dina, and I don't give myself enough credit, but I will do it on your show. <laughs> I <laughs> first and did my first, do it. yeah, my first tight five. And I got two applause breaks, like yes. during my first tight five. And I didn't even know what that was. And my friend yeah. messaged me and she was like, you got two applause breaks. And I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. And then I was like, oh man, I really have like a, desire to do it like a deep Mm. desire it wasn't like I do this for fun and I really just want a sitcom or to write on late night like I I really have a desire to do stand-up which is (laughs) which I think is beautiful because in LA everybody's doing it just so they have something else for their resume so there are a lot of comics who are just doing stand-up so they can get on television now I love stand-up and I want to do it all the time but I also want to be on television like that there's like a difference you know (laughs) <laughs> like I, I want my stand sitcom. up on television. Yeah, yeah. Right. I want to do my sitcom, but I also want to tour all the time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I agree. Oh my god, you're so real. Yeah. I'm not talking to you cuz you know, in LA there's just a lot of fluff. Yeah. It's a lot of fluff, you know, and I it, like Yeah, I, and, and I love fluff, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I was a fluffer in one of my pet I'm just saying. <laughs> No, like I kind of with the same with you, like so you know Teddy and Mikey, Teddy Margus mm-hmm. and Mikey Scott, who are the mm-hmm. queers of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, like so long ago, like so long ago, like when we were when we had elasticity in our skin, and <laughs> you know, like they were like, "Hey, um, would you do? Um, would you host the Queers of Comedy Christmas show?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I was a showgirl kind of had been a showgirl and so I've been on stage being funny but not like stand up right and they're like we'll do our show and you get five minutes at the top and I'm like cool 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 and I did like I did like three (laughs) (laughs) and it was so long it was like yes that's been my time well I didn't even know to say that then you know like (laughs) so I did like three minutes and people were laughing and I was like this is amazing yeah 
So I started learning from people and then took some classes too. But but there's something about that first time Mm -hmm. for a lot of us where we're like, oh, this is this is where we belong. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. And you're funny as Dina. I was watching Dina do a show on Facebook Live and I cried laughing. And it and I hate it. The, The only thing I don't like about the Facebook Live shows is that you can't hear us laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? You can't hear. You just have to trust. And you did one your your joke about the back fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's been in my repertoire for like a decade. I still I don't love care. it. It's funny. It's a classic. <laughs> it's like uh stand back when stevie nicks gets on stage you know what i mean (laughs) everybody wants to hear the back fat joke (laughs) yeah and you know what i appreciated too that you respected the show like you did your jokes right whether they're new or they're whatever i was like oh she's really doing her material versus sometimes i pay ten dollars and i watch a virtual show and they're bullshitting around with like open mic stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and i'm like no but i paid yeah, yeah. I have been show. doing a little bit more of that, a couple of extra stream of consciousness things. But mm-hmm. uh, I definitely feel like when people are paying for a show, you give them a show, you do yeah. some of your material at least, you know. And right. if you have newer stuff that you're kind of trying out, you formulate it, you yeah. work what you know, and then pop it in there. And if it doesn't work, cool, but don't rely on all new stuff for a virtual <laughs> show, which is. <laughs> I mean, because it's still an art form and people are still coming to see you. If it was like, hey, this is an open mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do all your new stuff all you want. Test out some stuff. Stream of consciousness. Right, right. For 10 minutes. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But you know what? Some people, even when they do stream of consciousness, let's say like yourself, it's probably, it's still funny just because you've been doing stand-up for a while. So I think with you, you think that way. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? But newer, newer, like, let's say, I'm still pretty new myself. It's only been like a little over two years. But let's say first month in, if I do stream of consciousness, that shit's not going to be funny. Yeah. And there <laughs> there are some people who can pull that shit off, but there yeah. are very few. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're like Wanda, right? Right. Wanda will do stream of consciousness. I'll pay for that. Yeah. There was so I will tell you one of my favorite nights when especially when I was beginning was uh I went to see Sean Plofsky at oh my the god Laugh Factory because she's yeah. she's one of my favorite people ever. So she and I were hanging out in the back and Sarah Colonna, who used to be on Chelsea Lately, uh. was headlining that night in the original room. And Sarah Colonna did 30 minutes of crowd work and I was oh, like shit. in all yeah because even now crowd work's not my favorite thing you know like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard I, yeah. I, yeah i'll go out and attempt it on certain shows you know where i feel like i can but yeah it's not the easiest thing <laughs> no, and people think oh you're just gonna talk to people and be funny no yeah <laughs> You're so interesting and relatable, and a lot of your material comes from being a mom too. Yeah, motherhood, yeah. Uh, my past. I used to give hand jobs for a living, so that's where my material comes from. <laughs> You're like, I used to give hand jobs for a living, and they paid me. <laughs> <laughs> She's tagging. I'm using all of this. I'm, I hope. Yeah. I hope. That you're, you know, you know that these tags, I take the best tags come from other comedians who are funnier than you. 
<laughs> yeah, but don't you love that person that's like, hey, I think you should use this tag. And you're like, I don't know you. I, you didn't, how am I? What? <laughs> Everybody's got to comment on your goddamn right. tag. And it's like not even your voice. You're like, right. it's not right. your voice. Like, I would never say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, but no, yeah, seriously. I did hand jobs for a living. So I feel like I had, I started comedy late because I got to live my premises. Yeah. Does it make sense? Versus yeah. coming, trying to think of imagining a premise. Like I don't have a, a big imagination. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I get to talk about my, I don't, meeting my, I don't. so I just talk about the real shit, you know, yeah. like meeting my son's dad on OkCupid, having a two night stand. You know what I mean? Like I talk about those things because <laughs> it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where the best comedy comes from. If right, it's not yeah. real or it's not real to you, yeah, then why even do it? It's true. Yeah. And then you can tell, right, like when comics uh, do jokes just because they think it's funny versus them really feeling it. Yeah. I think, yeah. Tell me a little bit about doing hand jobs for a living. <laughs> okay, so um, I did that when I was 29. I'm 41 now, but I did it when I was 29 to 30 so one full year and I got so freaking sick of it after a year because I was looking at penises I did like five massages a day on average massages they're called massages <laughs> I would give them a 30 minute back rub and then they would turn over and then I'd give them the hand job but I would literally give them a good massage you know and the hand job's only like five minutes and then that was it so wow. five five on average a day was like a lot for me I didn't really take any days off. Holy and I, shit. Yeah. I lived at the Double Tree Hotel, which is really cool. Back then, it was like 75 a night. I got a good deal on Priceline. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was like a cool businesswoman or whatever. So then they kept giving me like these big, these big rooms and stuff. It was cool. I lived oh, a life. I, had, I never felt sorry for myself. You know how people, yeah. society puts such a thing about sex workers, like how sad and poor them but no i had a freaking blast <laughs> all my massage therapist friends right now are like oh my god <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> because if you're going for that kind of a massage you don't go to every place they're not going to do that no they're not you, no, no, no. You look at <laughs> you look at yelp to find out where you're gonna get it <laughs> the, oh, key really. words, the key words are sensual massage that's a key word, you know? You know what I mean? Look it through Google for sensual massage. <laughs> a key word. Don't go to Burke Williams for massage envy. Like, I'm wondering if you have a special. A red sand spa. That's not where you're going to get it, honey. <laughs> go on Craigslist and look for a sensual massage. <laughs> Hilarious. How did you get into that? Was were you just like, oh yeah, this sounds cool. Let's do it? Or well, the 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 deep story is that my mom, you know, when my dad left, my mom took first let me mother. ask, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so are your okay. decisions your own? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Good. No, like, yeah. So my mom was a really poor one day she asked me for 20 bucks you know and it made me sad and I was like man I can't be a waitress anyway I got fired from TGI Fridays and when I got fired I was like I'm not looking for another job I'm just gonna be an escort <laughs> so I went on Craigslist to look for escorting jobs and then I saw an ad and the title said massage girls wanted no sex 
the keyword was no sex and there was like a mm-hmm. bunch of dollar signs and I clicked it, called the number that same night, the guy picked me up. Uh, he took pictures of me. I had sex with him. He posted my ad on Craigslist, got my call, my first client the next day. And I kept going from there. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. Yeah. Because for me, I was like, Oh, I don't have to have sex with them. I could just give them a hand job and make right. money. That's easy. <laughs> So I was making like 150 every every massage. You didn't have to slap it on your face or anything. No, you just no, nothing, none of it. <laughs> they didn't ask me for the kinkiest thing I ever got was somebody asked me first of all to like release on my tailbone. I was like, sure. You're like that's not part of the massage. <laughs> and then another guy at the Standard Hotel. I'm saying that because you know these these guys are classy. They're not you know yeah, yeah. you know. So that at the center hotel, he's like, can you stick your finger in my butthole? And I was like, okay. Let me get a glove. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can hear the elastic. <laughs> I can totally relate to this story because when I was transitioning in LA, mm-hmm. it was hard because I, like my waitress job and I parted ways <laughs> very unamicably. <laughs> and I was looking for a job and and everybody was like, we don't know what you are. You know, like it was way before the visibility that we have. Um, so I was looking for a waiting tables job. And then I was just going out every night to West Hollywood. And I'd come home when I when I did myself up, I'd come home and walk to my house in Hollywood. Uh-huh. So you know how those boys be driving around. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> And I tried it and I was like, I got fired. Like, (laughs) how did you get fired? I was like, I'm going to have to, I got an inadequate. (laughs) (laughs) I got two write ups and an inadequate. (laughs) No, wait, you you said you tried it? Yeah, I tried it a couple times and I was just like, I I can't. (laughs) Plus, a lot of the guys were like, we thought you were a cis woman. Well, they didn't say cis then. They just said <laughs> woman. And I'm like, um, excuse me, I am a real woman. I just have a deeper yeah. voice and a, and a different box. <laughs> a different box. My box is further back. You know, like it was, <laughs> so it was one of those weird things. But obviously, also, it was very dangerous. So, yeah. I mean, I wasn't yeah. working at the standard. <laughs> <laughs> You should have gotten in contact with me. I would have. I would have taught you the ropes. <laughs> Why did that mean? Yeah, but you know what? It's so true though because I can't. It it can be dangerous. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I never did drugs. I don't even smoke weed. Yeah. So mm. I was always conscious. I was never drunk when I showed up. I wouldn't take clients if they were drunk or high. I mean, well, high is fine, but like on drugs or whatever. You know, I was very careful with those things. But I can see how it can be so yeah. dark. And I had never know. had sober sex until about five years ago. You never had sober sex? Never had sober sex. So I was always drunk. Or when I lived in West Hollywood, it was like it snowed every day in West Hollywood. (laughs) Damn, really? So, but five years ago, so now you only have sober sex or? Now I don't have sex at all. (laughs) It's pretty much the muffin shop closed down about four and a half years ago, four years ago. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) But do you like it better sober? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yes, because I am. I love that we're going here. I know. We're going here. (laughs) What are we supposed to talk about? (laughs) Yes, 
I like okay. it better because I know what happened and I made choices. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like Because before I did a lot of things because guys wanted me to do things that I didn't want to do, but I did them because I was in this situation. Mm. You know, now when I, and, and I'm being a lot more um, intentional about the people I sleep with. Yeah. versus like being outside out to the, at the clubs lonely and drunk and being like mm. yeah, you're so cute <laughs> i remember those days my panties you know like yeah my boot. you know like there's there's i have i have appropriate sex now yeah that makes sense appropriate for me yeah and more meaningful too yeah right yeah well <laughs> I had meaningful sex once. <laughs> God, I didn't know we were going to go this deep into my life right now. I mean, all fairness, I've talked oh about everything God. on podcasts before, right. which I don't know if they're available, but if they are, yikes. <laughs> I love getting to know people, though. Yeah, I like getting I like getting to know comedians. What's really like deep inside of them versus just the funny person, you know? Yeah, totally. Inside every comedian is a dark person, man. <laughs> totally. What's been your funnest? Let's say when you were working. Yeah. As a massage lady, is there one that stands out as funny or fun that you were like, yes? Um, when I was doing massage with like a client. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? Jared I Leto. Actually, no. <laughs> I wish. Ooh, there was one client who looked like Patrick Dempsey. You know, Dr. McDreamy? Oh, I know Patrick <laughs> Just like him, except he had long hair, you know, but, but anyways, he had kind of like the same voice and the same vibe. And he lived in Marina Del Rey in the penthouse, you know, the presidential suite. And he would have me over and like, he would pay for the hour, but he was done in like 20 minutes. And then he would tip me another 60 bucks on top of whatever it is. And then yes. gave me, you know, he was like, take whatever you want, a soda, you want a drink, you want whatever. But he was the only client that I would allow to make out with me. Like we made out because he was so hot. You're like, you're a client, but inside you're my husband. <laughs> you're like, in, in the contract between us, you have to let me call you McDreamy. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait till our punch up session because Dina's actually going to, I'm going to do an, uh, a private <laughs> session with her. Where she helps me punch up my jokes for my one first hour set, but this is gonna be hilarious anyway. But yeah, you're like seriously. I just got a bunch of free punch ups. <laughs> I did. Get, I got two. <laughs> but anyway, I listen. Anyway, so yeah, so McDreamy. Every time he called me over, I was like, I'm there, and I knew that he liked G strings, you know, so I would wear that, and we would just make out for like 20 minutes, and then that was it. G strings are only for men. <laughs> Like they are the worst invention ever created. Songs, they're all they're horrible. Why do you want your underwear to go in your butt? Like you're buying underwear specifically for a wedgie. I'd rather just not wear underwear. Exactly. <laughs> but I I have anyway. I'm like I'm down to I'm I'm down for granny panties every day. Like I'm just like yep okay that's it. This is me. Put on the briefs that go up to my belly button. <laughs> Even above it now, the spanks yes. go all the way up. Like they go, it goes to under my bra, like right there. 
Those are my panties. Do you know how many men are going to email me and be like, I want to hang out with you <laughs> from this podcast? Uh, I found my dream. I found my McDreamy after the, the podcast with Lynn's son. And I'm like, this is the worst thing. And this is a joke I tell, but it's actually the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I miss most about the before times was traveling for comedy because mm-hmm. hotels are the best place to shave. <laughs> when I stayed in a hotel, I was like, today's the day I shave. You know, like, and then. So it's been a year and a half since the hotels. Wait, so why that is it tells you anything place? about my life? Why is it the best place to shave? Because you don't have to worry about cleaning or clogging the drain. <laughs> oh shit! It is a hundred percent true. It's true. Yeah, especially like I don't. There's no reason for me to shave anymore. I'm apparently past the age of dating. <laughs> your stale cake we're still cake cake. (laughs) that muffin has been outside forever it's like a gluten-free muffin there's like no moisture it's like a 20 year old gluten-free muffin (laughs) it's just dead it's just like oh my god i'm crying you could throw my muffin against the wall and it would put a hole in this in the (laughs) sheet rock Oh my god! I'm so glad we did this. I needed this today. Well, I, I needed this laughter. I'm so I glad did. too. <laughs> oh, Lynn, it has been so fun hanging out oh with you. God. I know. Thank you so much. Of course, thanks for joining us today. You can Thank find you. Lynn Sun on the socials at Lynn Sun TV. Yay! And do you have a website? No, I just have my link tree. Okay. Link tree is also Lynn Sun TV. Okay. You can find me there. And I'm on TikTok now. Oh, girl, you're on TikTok. (laughs) Lynn's on TV. I love it. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining today. Thank you. Thank you all for listening this week. You can find our guest, Lynn Sun, on the socials at Lynn Sun TV. This episode was written by me and Lalita D, who played Greta Thunberg. You can find her on Instagram at Lalita D Comedy. Our sextrologist, Renee Hyden, can be found on Instagram at sextrologist. And thanks to our announcer, Krista Garner, you can find her on Instagram at Krista Garner. Also, please go follow us on all the socials at I Love Funny Women and ilovefunnywomen.com. This podcast is an Artemis Glow Studio production in association with AMG and Crossover Media. See you next week. <laughs>